this week, why do we exist? And later, the news. Where did all the students go? Why Yelp did real good? What happens when you Google grief? And why maybe we shouldn't eat dark chocolate? But first, I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important. Science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter and my conversations with the world's smartest people every single week. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com newsletter or in your show notes or the description below if you're on YouTube. It's Friday, February 10th, 2023. Here's your weekly action steps. The death toll from the earthquake in Turkey and Syria continues to rise. That's mostly because it was devastating and because relief agencies are having a hell of a time. You can donate to the Syrian American Medical Society, Doctors Without Borders, and our friends at World Central Kitchen who are somehow already there. There's never been a better time for educators to bring the climate crisis solutions into the classroom, and there's really no better tool to do that than the All We Can Save project. If you're a renter or a landlord, either way, you can find out how to green your building with block power, you can help clean up the air in your hometown with Mom's Clean Air Force. And of course, every boob is different, so help recruit more women to breast cancer studies with the Wisdom Study. And now, today's big question. Why do we exist? Okay, sure, for many of us, it's because our parents simply wanted to feel something. And then, wow, you arrived. And okay, I guess we're adults now and we're doing this. Instead of going down that dark path, let's talk instead about climate change. I'm kidding. Not really. After a hundred years of progress, humanity faces stress tests unlike any we've faced before, and kind of all at once. The good news, your little company can help rewrite the future. Let's set the table first, just a refresher, if you will. We've got COVID, a volatile market, war, this changing climate, mRNA, uh, ravaged ecosystems, super cheap solar, Colorado River, which is maybe still there. Civil rights struggles, India, China, soil, satellites, early AI, offshore wind, H5N1, immunotherapy, drought, batteries, East Africa, West Africa, antibiotics, CRISPR, floods. Underlying each of these examples of what we got going on are massive fissures in our economy and society. And systems thinking, like butter coffee or mashed potatoes, is overhyped. But it's also essential to understanding what we're dealing with, and what we've wrought, the good and the bad. Let's dive a little deeper into those before we get specifically into what your company can do. So we've made enormous strides in vaccines, treatments, and environmental engineering, but we continue to wrestle with a novel virus, one that was exponentially more likely to jump from humans because of where we live and how we eat. And we're still dealing with it because we haven't really filled the proverbial societal cracks in the sidewalk that were so exposed. H5N1 will be a pretty, pretty urgent test of what we've learned over these past few years. On the other hand, we can take people's cells out of their bodies, spin them around in a tube real fast, then put them back in those same bodies to fight a disease, which is fucking nuts. But many of our pipes are still filled with lead and one part of our country is nicknamed Cancer Alley. So, you know, we made e-bikes, which are wonderful. We 
we haven't updated our roads to accommodate them, much less prioritize them or walkers or public transportation, and our trucks keep getting bigger and, and running over more adults and children. We can predict the weather with accuracy that would make our ancestors burn us at the stake, but we also endure a climate that is hotter more combustible than in any of humanity's relatively short tenure as the alpha species. In America, civil rights are forever tenuous, held hostage by systems designed by men and slave owners on a platform of personal freedom and pursuit of happiness for the men and the slave owners anyway. We made solar the cleanest, safest, and cheapest energy of all time, but our power lines can't handle it. We don't have anywhere to really store it yet. We can electrify many of the appliances in our existing homes, but we still need to build about 4 million new, affordable electric homes. And our zoning is horseshit. And the economy has been dominated by a market that is often uh, untethered, I would guess you would say, from the reality of world events, and even more so from the day-to-day -day challenges of most Americans. And because it's never enough, we keep inventing n new markets for assets, like uh, Bitcoin or carbon offsets, which are actually nothing. The point is compound interest means two very, very different things to America's increasingly distinct socioeconomic classes. Hundreds of thousands of, of tech workers who were mostly hired in the past few years to grow work from home tech platforms that you hate, those folks got laid off recently. But there's millions more non-tech workers who cannot even begin to comprehend what options are, the ease in which America's tiny, but massively wealthy, and influential upper class makes money, even when they're laid off. Those millions, they're people with jobs, folks who've seen their own hourly wages rise a bit these past couple years, but cannot spend $15 on a carton of eggs, and who squint at the historic levels of unemployment and are confused, and they ask, where the hell are all the workers for the other things? It's actually kind of straightforward. Basically, there were a couple million unnecessary COVID deaths, add in millions of boomer retirements, add in basically no available childcare or home care to be found, um, a complete lack of immigration, and a shit ton of deportations over the past 10 years. And what you've got is what you see, which is massive worker shortages. And in the sectors where we need skilled, intentional, empathetic workers the most, right? Like nursing, teachers, but also electricians and construction, HVAC installers, food service, and so much more. Hey everyone, it's Quinn, your host and the founder of Important Not Important. I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about the INI or any, whatever we're calling it these days, membership and community. It's a gathering place really for our most dedicated shit givers, a place to connect and learn from one another, and to have access to me outside of the newsletter and this podcast. We started it last year, and it's grown to hundreds of shitgivers from all kinds, from around the globe. I'm talking about teachers and investors, students, electricians, journalists, artists, scientists, and policymakers, and, and more. Members get exclusive access to our daily news homepage, which is very cool, and to much more top-of-mind weekly articles, research and tools that you can use and to stay ahead of the game, member-sourced action steps, twice-monthly book and culture recommendations that have nothing to do with the end of the world, virtual events, and of course, the membership Slack channel. Look, 
so many people come to us asking, what can I do? And we think we do a pretty good job of answering that question and providing context for the answer. But the best answers and the best perspective really come from the community, a wide-ranging community. And we would love for you to be a part of it, to feel supported yourself, and to contribute to discussions and actions alike. And of course, by becoming a member, you're directly supporting our work here and ensuring that we get to keep doing it. So if you'd like to learn more, head to importantnotimportant.com. And if you're already a reader, you can just hit the upgrade button at the top. If you're not, go ahead and subscribe for free, and you'll see the option to become a member at whatever level works best for you. And as always, you can always find the link to become a member right in your show notes. So thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for giving a shit. Back to the show. Boomers are getting older and retiring, but we're short millions of nurses to take care of them uh, when they get really old. And, and Medicare only pays for two hours of end-of-life care a day, which if you ever needed end-of-life care for someone you love, that's not going to cut it. So the jobs that do move the needle offer wages and benefits that don't really cover the most basic human requirements. Your water bill, food costs, shelter, power, and health care. And all of that, it really adds up. And we can do so much better. And that's where you come in. Because personal freedom and a pursuit of happiness seem relatively unattainable when you're uniquely subject to pre-existing conditions that make you more susceptible to these viruses, when you're unable to invest in those markets, when the heat affects you first, or sea level rise, or storms, when your job driving a car or whatever doesn't provide you with health care or child care, but only really rallies the market for the rich because of companies based on zero interest rates, which again makes the heat worse for everybody. In nearly every case, what we sowed in the 20th century, for better or worse, has been harvested in the 21st. And these problems will not go away easily or with one election. But that's why there are opportunities. You and your company, no matter its size or industry or reach, can look at these problems as opportunities. On the international level, national, local, whatever you do. But we need you to do that. We need you to help rebuild capitalism and society into something vastly more equitable for everyone. And after that, once we're at equitable, then we can build something incredible. So let me ask you this. What do you make? What do you and your coworkers spend your time on? In the words of Office Space, what would you say you do here? Do you produce textiles or clothing? Do you offer insurance? Hire electricians? Design organic chemistry experiments? Do you parse data? Do you distribute food? Make food? Sell food? Uh, or ingredients? Are you a farmer? Do you host a podcast? Do you teach children? Teach adults? Do you install HVAC? Do you advertise uh, new products and services? Are you a nurse? Do you want to be a nurse, please? Do you sell advertising? Do you write code? Do you write for TV? Do you drive an ambulance? Conduct mergers and acquisitions? Do you preach? Because thanks to everything we talked about above, you have the opportunity to make your work life and business be more timely and necessary to more people than ever, and potentially vastly more successful. We can rag on um, ESG bullshit all day, and we should, 
But in a not surprising turn of events, the uh, less well-intentioned detractors among us haven't exactly offered an alternative mechanism to incentivize companies uh, to, you know, do the right thing by everyone else. It's not about the fucking acronym, friends. It's about making sure your coworkers, employees, bosses, their families, and the people and, and products in your supply chain have insurance. And then again, using that foundation to do your part to build a radically better today and tomorrow. If you're worried about market size, get the fuck out of here, man. It's going to be the biggest markets of all time. Look around at all the young people showing up to vote. Look at all these young voters. Look at the boomers. And look at everyone in between. Every one of us, like your parents did, simply wants to feel something. Imagine your perfect customer. One customer. Call her Sally. How can you actually give a shit about Sally? How can you relieve Sally's pain points? How can you help Sally better understand everything that's happening? Take it further. How can you help Sally actually get ahead? I think if you ask what you need to do to become essential to Sally so that she can contribute to the cause, if you ask how can I be a better ancestor to Sally's kids should she choose to have them? If Sally's a boy or a girl or, or whatever she wants to be. Now imagine 400 million of Sally's friends in this thing together in this country who can then carry out your impact worldwide. That matters. Imagine a business landscape where Sally's reaction to your company's product or service or whatever isn't, huh, or cool, or I saw this on Instagram, but instead, holy shit, this is exactly what I need. That's what I'm talking about. And now, the news. You may have noticed, um, AI is a lot right now. Good news, the invaluable Ted Chiang uh, put it all in perspective in The Atlantic, and Charlie Warzel uh, wrote about the gold rush, which is probably exactly what this is. Federal agencies only followed 40% of cybersecurity recommendations, which is the same percentage as my children's finished chores. Legacy IT systems at London hospitals are not ready for global heating. They melted down, or seemingly even like a gentle breeze. When you Google grief, uh, it turns out it follows you around the internet forever, which is not feel great. In climate change news, uh, Shell's board of directors were sued this week for mismanaging climate risk, which, great, let's do this. EU leaders are still unsure how to deal with the United States climate industrialization moves, which we still got to really walk the line to get this right. Um, NPR published a stunning multimedia piece on Senegal's climate fight um, and how they're dealing with the far right. Uh, it's worth checking out. And Paris is growing new mini forests, probably where their car roads used to be. In food and water news, um, bacteria actually really do eat plastic, which is awesome. You can save food from the landfill with WhatsApp, or I guess uh, overthrow a government, either one. And yes, there is lead in most dark chocolate, which is not ideal. So read the article to find out what you should eat. In health and bio news, I guess also applies to dark chocolate, but you should read uh, David Brooks' recent piece on friendship and depression, because a lot of folks are having a hard time and it is a hell of a thing. Um, yes, electric cars can clean up the air and quickly in your neighborhood, as we've talked about. Pollution goes away real quick once we remove it. Um, but please also, you know, uh, we need way fewer cars. And a quarter million 
U.S. students haven't returned to school since the early pandemic. We're not 100% sure where they are. Uh, workers are fighting America's overdose crisis, but they need much more help, funding, staffing, all the above. Yelp is coming for crisis pregnancy centers, and the GOP is not pleased. And this is kind of exactly what I meant, uh, what we were talking about above. They said, this is, what do we do? We help people find locations and, and, and rate them and understand what they are and what they provide. And crisis pregnancy centers do not provide abortion services, um, despite what the GOP wants you to think as they track you and then hold you hostage to it. They can do that. That's their business. So good for you, Yelp. In COVID news, uh, President Biden will finally end the COVID emergency declaration soon. Uh, my buddy Isaac Saul over at Tangle wrote about what that means. And the FDA's new sort of soft recommendation for annual COVID shots, like the flu, uh, got pretty mixed reviews. So that is it for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's issue straight to your feed. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.